Welcome to P3 Radio. The monkey only dances as good as the guy grinding the organ handle. Brother, brother, brother. I fly, bro. That is never stopping. Truck goes to the white. <laughs> cool story, bro. Footy pajamas. Hey, genius, it's, three, it's 2 p.m. Central. PG3 Radio. Nope. Here's your host, Josh Friday. Get him off pig, Freddy! Get him off pig! Richard Mulliken. And as I put you down, my pants ripped. <laughs> it's showtime! It's showtime! It's showtime! Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of P3 Radio. I'm Richard Mulliken, joined by my co-host and best friend, Josh Briley. Say hey, Josh. I hear they call you Captain Mudbutt. How are you doing, man? It's been a rough couple of days everybody in my house has been hit with a stomach virus mm. I, I don't envy that at all i wouldn't mm. wish that on my worst enemy man uh, you come enjoying the fray today at my house so oh, you're like oh i slept for 13 <laughs> hours let's do three episodes yeah but i'm feeling better today yesterday i was feeling like death warmed over but i feel like every every show starts with a health break by me yeah i just like, wanted to get you with the mud butt but if you want to just talk for 10 minutes about it that's fine <laughs> no i'm good um <laughs> no i, I kind of wanted to bring up something real here uh yeah i was i was thinking about that yeah um you know we do a lot of things on this show where we talk about real life events and real things so i'm just going to throw this out there and feel free to tag him in it if he's following us on facebook or even if you're listening to this you could tag him into the first 10 minutes of the show, but could someone please tell Calvin Matthew Mulliken to stop friend requesting me on Facebook? Um, I don't know what it is. If it's just the fact that you're a 65 year old man now and you feel bad about your life decisions. Um, but I'm good. (laughs) You know, I don't, I don't need anything. I don't want anything. And, uh, for a guy that leaves when you're two years old, and only makes two appearances after that and then plays the victim both times. I'm good. Uh, Josh, how many times do you think about your neighbor from Fifth Street? I don't even remember my neighbor. Exactly. So uh, I know I get this question a lot from my wife. You know, Well, not a lot, but when we first got together, it was, hey, how many times do you think about your biological father? And I'm like, you know, not that many, you know. And she's like, I can't, I can't imagine doing that. And I was like, well, it's because you had a father that was around. You know, that guy was around. Um, no, don't get me wrong. I've had dad uh, father figures, like great father figures. My stepdad, you know, James stepped up, great guy. Yeah. My grandfather, my uncles. I've had a lot of great influences in my life. So I'm not, not crying about that or anything like that. I'm fine. But my thing is, it's like your neighbor's your neighbor. You probably saw your neighbor where you used to live on Fifth Street more than I actually saw my dad in real life. And you don't even think about it. Exactly. I mean, you don't think about him. Right. Um, I don't get why in the past month and a half, and I I told you about it the first time it happened, uh, you'll never guess who sent me a friend request. And you were like, who? And I was like, no. Well, you want me to do the sound effect? (laughs) Now I remember. Yeah. Yeah, That sounds a little more like it. Yeah. So I don't, (laughs) I just find it funny. The last time I talked to him, I was 20, 19, 20 years old. 
I was working at a video store and my biological aunt, his sister came in and she rented a movie, told me her last name. And when I looked at her last name, I was like, Oh, it's my last name. And she's like, who are you? <laughs> and then the, like two days later, I get a call from him, which I don't, I don't get it. It's not like he's been on a worldwide search for me. Uh, I'm pretty easy to find. You, you go to Google and you type in my name, I pop up, you know, uh, either it's the show or it's wrestling or it's, you know, the radio stuff that we were doing. I'm not a hard person to find. Even before that, I wasn't hard to find, but I don't know what it is, man. I don't know why he's sending me messages now trying to get friendly with me, but it's not like it's like, it's like the most back asswards way if you could try to become friends with somebody. It's like, let me just send him a friend request. <laughs> how about yeah. a direct message? You know, how about, you know, and, and here's the thing. Like I said, I don't know what kind of 12 step program he's in right now. Like not Alcoholics Anonymous, but like making amends is one of those steps. And I don't know if he's trying to make amends or something. We're good. You're good. You know, no harm, no foul here. I gave up on any kind of like emotional attachment on this probably when I was 13 years old. Um, because when I was 11, he called me out of the blue one day. I answered the phone. He told me who he was. I was shocked. You know, I think I was talking to you at the time. Yeah. I was talking to you on the phone. And I was like, I clicked over. I was like, hey, uh, my real dad just called. And I'm freaked out right now. Let me call you back. So seven years. No, wait. Nine years since I last saw him because I was two and hadn't heard a thing out of him or anything in nine years. And he calls. All right. So he comes over. Him and my mom argue because my mom wanted him to sign over his rights. Which, if I'm looking at this from a distance, I'm like, what does it matter? Why did you get so upset about that? You didn't care about me anyways. It's been nine years. Right. You've just been letting me float around for nine years. You've just been letting me just coast out there on my own just with my mom, not even caring to write a birthday card, not even caring to call, not caring to, you know, I could have died somewhere in those nine years and he wouldn't have even known, you know? So at 13, I was just like, yeah, screw him. And I developed more and more anger as I got older about it. And I let it go, and when I let it go is when he called me at the video store that day. And what I heard on the other line was a man that made so many so many excuses, who told so many tales of it's this person's fault, it's that person's fault, uh, I don't want to go to jail, your mom would have had me thrown in jail. Let me ask you a question, Josh. You have kids, I have kids now. If you and your kid's mother decided to take the kids away from you, like you can't see them no more. Could she legally do that? No. No. Could she have you arrested if you said, I want to see my kids? Well, I mean, no, that's not how things work. You know why? (laughs) It's because of things called child support. See, my father didn't want to pay child support. And my mom didn't press that because she didn't want my father to have to even worry about coming and picking me up and taking me off somewhere. Because he had threatened to take me off with him before, which would have killed my mom. Yeah. Um, so here's the thing. He didn't pay child support. So that's the only reason why he would have been locked up if he would have been around. But my mom didn't press it. My mom. Now to hear his side of the tale, she's the reason this, she's the reason that. And I told him that day and I'm God, man, I wish I could go back in time and just really lay into him because that's the day that I kind of got all of it off my chest and just like, yeah, 
whatever. Yeah. Um, you're not going to call me <laughs> and talk to me about a woman I saw roll pennies to buy me shoes for kindergarten. You're not going to call me and talk to me about a woman that's been here for 19 years while you've been God knows where. Like I said, I could have died any time in there, and you wouldn't have known. You would have came to the grave and, oh, I should have done. Yeah, you should have. But you made a choice. Now, the thing that really pissed me off at the end of that phone call, Josh, was the fact that he gave me his phone number and told me when I wanted to, I could give him a call. And I looked at that as such a slap in the face. And this is why, Josh. And this is why. We don't do serious a lot, but I'm sorry. Um, You leave. You leave. You're the one that makes the decision to do that. You're the one that makes the decision to just pop up every time you get a wild hair up your butt. And then you want that person that you left to work on building the bridge back. Like you're some kind of prize. That's not how things work. That's not how things work. I mean... And if you go to Facebook, you can find him on there. He's got like 20 accounts. He's like one of those spam bots. You would think he was a spam bot because you type in his name and it's like, boom, he's got like 10 accounts. Two of them have pictures of him. So either he doesn't know how the internet works or he owes a lot of people money and he's trying to get away from that. But Maybe he just forgets his password a lot. But I mean, here's the thing. Yeah, <laughs> you did that. <laughs> you nah, got your password. Maybe like twice. <laughs> but, but here's the thing, Josh, and I'm, I'm going to say this. At 35 years old, what in the world could he possibly want to have to do with me now? You know what I mean? Do you want the truth? Yeah, yeah. I honestly believe that at his age, you know, it's um, it's what my daughter refers to as the sunset years. Yeah. And she tells you this all the time. <laughs> Daddy, you're in your sunset years. No, she told me uh, just out of the blue a couple of days ago. When I grow up, I want to adopt cats in their sunset years and give them good life in those years. <laughs> That's a good person. And I just man. look at her and I'm like, where is that coming from? She just walked in the room and said that. <laughs> but either way, that's another story. Yeah. But I honestly believe he's in his sunset years. Yeah. And um, he's kind of reflecting back like, fuck, uh, you know, what could have been? Yeah. And I think that's why he's trying so hard now. I mean, you know. I'll be honest, that's what I think, too. But my thing is, it's like, man, you made the decision. You had ample opportunities to make it better. You had two that I can count of. One when you saw me when I was five or 11 in the fifth grade, where he could have easily said, no, I'm not signing up my rights, but instead of being a little you know, dramatic little baby about it, I'm going to go in and say goodbye to the kid that I've only seen once or twice, which he never said bye to me that day. He just walked off. Uh, he used that back when he was talking to me when I was 19 years old and was like, well, you know what she wanted me to do? And I'm like, yeah, I know exactly. She told me my mom has not lied to me about any of this. In fact, my mom never told me I couldn't have a relationship with him. Just, he was never around to have one. Exactly. What are you going to try to teach me how to play catch now? I'm 35. What do you want? (laughs) I mean, you know, you ever want to disappear? I know how to do that shit. (laughs) And here's the thing. And, and and people might comment on here and be like, well, you know, you and Josh really shouldn't be talking about that. You know, and here's the thing, dude. I don't. Josh knows me better. Josh knows me better than my biological father does. Uh, way better. And Josh, I look at as a brother. And Josh, for as much you know, jokingly crap we give your dad, I admire your dad because I know your dad. Right. You know, I know your dad better than I know my biological dad. And you know that was just in passing. And like I said, you know. He's the one that made the choice to leave. 
I don't wish him any ill will. You know, there are, whenever my daughter was born, I do, I did have a problem with, I had about a three month span where I would just start crying over nothing. And I'd be like, I just don't understand it. How could you look at this and just decide, no, not for me. And have no, and he's done it before. He has, I have a step bro, I have a half brother. Um, older I, or younger? Older. And, uh, so he did the same gimmick. As far as I know, he don't talk before. to him either. That's, yeah. And you know the you know I got some excuses over that as well you know and it's like everything you heard from him was an excuse. It's like why do I want that in my life? Why don't you just come to me and say, hey, I screwed up. I know that, and I wish I could build a relationship with you. If that's your real intent, if your intent is just to see me, look at me, and see how I'm doing, hey, keep trying to add me on Facebook. You might get a picture every now and then because my profile is private, right? Free. You know I do feel a little bit like sick though that he saw my daughter. But I almost feel like, and I don't wish him, you know, it's like a weird thing. I, I don't wish him like any harm. I don't want him harmed. I don't care. I just don't care what happens to him. If they called me tomorrow, I know my wife said the same thing. She's like, oh, I wouldn't do it. If they called me tomorrow and said, he uh, he had a will and he's giving you money, I don't want anything from him. I don't want it. I don't want anything from you. So if this is your, if, if you're listening to this and you're, you're thinking, hey, I need to make amends or I need to do you're good. Here's your get out of jail free card. You know, uh, my wife said, you know, if anything, he owes my mom money. <laughs> but I'm like, no, I don't want a thing from him. You're good. Now, the only thing I do feel bad about is that I do have cousins and family members on the other side that I never got to know. Just been passing. And some of them I have. And some of them have been really good. Um But I probably should have made more of an effort to be there. But like I said, that's a two way street. You get a call. Somebody else gets called. There's there's ways to get a hold of somebody if you want to. And if I'm not calling and they're not calling and we both have the same number, I get it, you know. But, dude, I, I don't know. I mean, just – I know this has been a long, drawn-out thing about something that we – I probably shouldn't air, but I'm just – it's it's shocking when you see a friend request come up from a guy you've only talked to twice since you've had the ability to talk. And – I don't know. This is kind of boring. I know. <laughs> well, no, no. It just it is it, it is amazing how. But I but I honestly believe what I said that that's the reason. Yeah. And it's sad, but you can't uh, go back in time, man. No, sorry. No, I mean, uh, I guess the only two times it's ever really affected me since I was thirteen or fourteen. Whenever I said I got over it, you know, I was like, okay, whatever. Was. You know, like I said, when my daughter was born, and anytime that Fresh Prince of Bel Air episode aired, <laughs> I went through 13 birthdays. I had one head. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, you tell him, Fresh Prince. <laughs> but I mean, here's the thing, dude. You and Jesse kick his ass. If anything else, here, if you can take something that he taught me, it's just how to be there. And I learned how to be there. And that's the thing. My daughter will not know anything but having a dad in her life. And. Hey, if that's the thought process he has to take away that he helped me with something, if you want a boy named Sue this and say that he did me right by leaving, well, then fine. You know, he did me right because he taught me a lesson. He taught me how not to be a dad. But you know what the best learning tool in the world is? What's that? Failure. And especially if it's not your own failure, you can just look at it from afar and learn from it. That's the best type of shit, man. I mean, I can't imagine being 65 and having nothing in your life. You know what I mean? Because my... 
And here's the thing. He, he always tries to make these – the two times I've talked to him, he's made little digs at James because apparently somebody told him he was uh, mayor one time. And he was. He was the mayor of Meaden a long time ago. You found that card <laughs> you showed me back in the day. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. I was like, how so, do they even was, have a mayor? <laughs> yeah, Meaden was a very, very, very small country town. So it wasn't like he was like the mayor over a metropolitan you know, city or anything like that. It was just a little small town that he kind of helped oversee for a little while. That's it. But he took that as she married a politician and he kept kind of would take little digs. And I, you know, that's another thing I feel like I should have really hammered him on. Like I, I just really, and if my mom hears this, I, I was trying not to curse in this and cause, cause one thing I do is I do respect my mom, but you know, I should have just laid into him with go to hell. You know what I mean? Just go to hell. You're going to badmouth the two people that have been here for me while you've been God knows where. North Carolina. That's He's in North Carolina somewhere. Um, but you're going to do, you're going to put little digs and say things about, oh, your mom just went crazy. I don't know why she left me. Well, how about this? How about instead of attacking the person that I know and trying to turn me against her, you try to build a relationship. Don't 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 try to blow her candle out to make yours burn brighter, <laughs> as a Hallmark <laughs> card would say. But I mean, I don't know, dude. Like I said, this has been 17 minutes. I just had to air this out. And I know I asked you, I was like, is it cool if we talk about this? And you're like, oh, yeah, not a problem. Hey, for the last time that you talked serious, it got us a bunch of hits. So. <laughs> Anybody die in your family recently? <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about it. There has been a lot of like just sadness and sickness in my family in this past week. So I think that kind of played into it. Um, I will mention this, you know, to uh, right after our episode that we did the last time. You know, I actually mentioned that, you know, where I lived and who lived next to me and everything. And we were talking about my wife's grandmother was next door. That night, the ambulance had to come get her, and they couldn't find out what was wrong with her, and come to find out she had some internal bleeding that they couldn't fix. They only gave her like a 20% chance of making it through the surgery. So she she just wanted to, said she wanted to just be comfortable. So she only made it like one day after that, and God, man, it was so awesome that she knew everybody. She had a train full of people coming up there and just talking and everything. So it's been a real rough week, so I've probably been a little bit in my feelings, uh, that and everybody's been hit with a stomach virus, and then you see a things like Calvin Mulliken wants to be your friend for the third time. <laughs> Here's a new picture of him. Look, he's cut his hair this time in this one. If you want to see what he looked like with hair, go back to three uh, Facebook profiles ago <laughs> and see him. So that's nah, that's enough of that. How about we do some silly stuff after the break? Sure, man. I'd love to get silly. As long yeah. as you don't blow it out the other end, we'll be good. <laughs> All right. I tell you what. We're gonna take a quick break. We'll be right back. More P3 Radio. When you go shopping for wine, do you look at the labels? Do you stare at the price and wonder if the wine is worth the expensive tag? Well, stop it, because Wine of the Month Club has you covered. Every month, Wine of the Month Club is going to send you two bottles of high-quality wine right to your front door. And what better way to say I'm thinking of you than a subscription to the original Wine of the Month Club for a friend or a sweetheart. Each month, they'll be reminded of your thoughtfulness and will receive the monthly wine letter and newsletter binder. Recipes, wine knowledge, and great wine, and the opportunity to get more of their favorites is at hand. Give with confidence and joy, knowing that you're a part of the original Wine of the Month Club. 
By the way, there are no dues, no fees, no hidden charges. Cancel anytime with no obligation. Just pay no more than $23.96 plus shipping for two great bottles of wine. Go there now. Sign up by visiting our link, tinyurl.com slash p3wine. That's tinyurl.com slash p3wine. The Wine of the Month Club, the original wine club since 1972. Welcome back to P3 Radio. Got some Daryl Hall and John Oates here, also known as Hall and Oates, with private eyes. Here on P3 Radio, the only station that rocks. This video is really weird, Josh. It's kind of like... I've never seen it. I haven't either. I always had the CD... Kind of like they're in a very well lit black room. It's like they showed up for the uh, they showed up to the local disco and was like, "We're here to rent the place out." And they were like, "We don't. We had you booked for next week." And they're like, well, "We got to shoot this video today." Those are blues clothes. Do you have like a uh, do you have a closet we could film in? <laughs> I like the claps. Watching you, watching you, watching you, watching you. I joke this is my dad on Facebook. <laughs> I'll send him another request. Ah, sheesh. Let me get another email account and fa- <laughs> make another Facebook account. Oh, well. I got a weird news story for you. News? Yeah. All right, so have you seen the news video that was in the news? Um, I guess it's been a little while now. Uh, but Our from- news is like 10 years old. Yeah. If you yeah. listen in the past. Yeah, it's like, hey, did you hear about this new thing? <laughs> did you hear about this? Did y'all hear about this? Self driving cars. They're talking about making those. It's like, yeah, they've been talking about making those. Uh I feel like you might have when you were <laughs> looking for a video, you might have just opened it up and no, there it is. So in Alabama, there was this Taco Bell that burned down. Oh my God. Well That's a travesty. It's the only Taco Bell in the town. Like, it's a small town, and you have to drive pretty far to get more Taco Bell. So the residents of this Alabama town were so just distraught that they decided to have a vigil for Taco Bell. (laughs) That would be us. Yeah. (laughs) And down the street. So I'm going to let you hear some of this here. You know, it's not very often. It's the new story. ever that we report on people holding a memorial for a food outlet, much less a fast food joint. But that happened. All this free Taco Bell. And WSFA 12 News reporter Samantha All this free Day. Taco Bell advertisement. Now. Sam, you were out that vigil tonight. How was it? John, let's talk about what's going on. Oh, you see what she did there? This Taco Bell on Zelda Road caught fire and collapsed early Wednesday morning. Is her name John? decided they wanted to do something in remembrance of their favorite fast food restaurant. And it had a name up under there. They John O'Connor. A candlelit vigil you can see the Taco, Taco Bell in the background looks all burned to shit. <laughs> it looks like a goddamn mega civic what center Taco Bell. As a joke on Look. Facebook. And we just laughed about it and didn't think anything of it. They had an eagle on it. It became a reality. Local. So the Facebook page had an eagle in the background. <laughs> it was like Taco Bell vigil tonight. And they brought candles. <laughs> Look at this. Mourning the loss of their beloved... Taco Bell. Always remember Taco Bell Zelda Road. We're just out here giving remembrance. I mean, I think it was the best Taco Bell in Montgomery. Grieving <laughs> in nacho average way. Oh A my God. A candlelit vigil for their favorite restaurant. Some 
didn't want to talk about it. Okay, those those puns are terrible. First off, <laughs> although I'm really respecting them. Uh, but anybody else find it weird that they're having a candlelight visual for a place that burned down? <laughs> well, you know, I, I remember seeing something on Reddit about a raccoon that had passed away. I think it was in um, Philadelphia or something. Yeah. It was downtown, and uh, it was just laying out on the street. And, like, as the day went by... You kept seeing like somebody put a rose yeah, on top of the yeah, record, I saw that. Yeah. and then at the end of the day, there were cards and flowers and <laughs> candles, and oh, they, the damn thing might as well had a funeral. <laughs> but they got people talking about it here about their experience. I can't. I can't eat here. Others had a lot to say. I felt like I lost a family member. Well, I'm hoping we get closure tonight, and we can move on. I, think to I brought the his dogs. But we're here supporting Taco Bell tonight, and that's what's important. I'm hurt. My feelings are hurt. I got to go all the way to Perry Hill to get some Taco Bell. Hurts my feelings. Talk about the things you do for the ones you love. In this case, the one you love being Taco Bell. Baja Blast. Baja Blast. <laughs> She's got a crowd. Samantha Day. They had candles behind her. 12 News, Montgomery. I just thought that was the weirdest thing ever. And just another fun fact. Do you know you are the only person that I go to Taco Bell with? Really? My wife absolutely hates it. So, you know, whenever it's family dinner time, <laughs> that's Won't not go. happening. You know. Really? So, Yeah. So when I go, hey, you want to go to Taco Bell? You're like, yeah. Yeah, because I haven't went in a very long time. Yeah, I do. But sometimes, you know, if it's just me and the kids eating, we'll go and get like a family pack of tacos or some shit like that. But I don't get to go there as much as I would like to. Yeah, I mean, I know that was like, like I said, I noticed you like always were like, yeah, I want to go. <laughs> like it doesn't take much arm twisting. It's like, hey, we only have like 30 minutes left that we can record, but I'm hungry. You want to go to Taco Bell? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's go. <laughs> and she was talking shit about Taco Bell, she being my wife, Yeah, a few days ago because um, her little partner at work, uh, she's been uh, having two different guys from college that she's been working with, you mm-hmm. know, at uh, her job. Like work, like the, the her friend? At the hospital uh-huh. where she works. And um, these guys are still in college or Oh, whatever. they're like interns. Well, they're, they're training to be what she is okay so they're like they're just working and until they get certified and all that but um either way she said uh both of them they're just like you and richard they they all they talk about if they go get something it's always taco bell you know because they usually will go and get something to eat during work and um if anybody wants anything you just give them money and you know uh -uh, not that's not (laughs) happening (laughs) but yeah I, I, I'm I'm a bell I'm a bellman. Yeah, you run for the board. Would you be upset if our Taco Bell burned down? I seriously would yeah. because then we would have to drive. What is it? Yeah, drive least all the way out north, ten fifteen miles. Yeah, something like with red that. lights. It would be like twenty minutes just to get some Taco Bell. More than that yeah. if it was uh, between three and five. Either way, well, God bless Taco Bell. Do you want to go with yours or do you want to go with a weird? Well, not a weird story, but a Freddy story. So we can either do Freddy. your video or. All right, so 
yesterday, I wish we had a Freddy sound effect. One day I'm going to find him talking on a tape and I'm going to make a sound effect for him. Uh, great Gee guy. It. <laughs> yeah. Gee it. Hang in there, <laughs> But no, man. Uh, so I was, I drove up to the house yesterday. I was feeling weird and like sick and everything. And for some reason I had this, like, you know how your mind goes back to these like things you heard back when you were a kid, like just randomly. You got like, Oh, you see something, you're like, oh, that reminds me of that story that I've blocked out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so when you're sick, you have those sick dreams and stuff like that where you're like, you know, <laughs> you like sick dreams, not sick dreams, but like you're sick and you have all these weird dreams. Well, yesterday I just had this thought um, and I asked my mom about it because I was like, tell me this story because I want to make sure I get it right. And I, I'm glad I did because she. She really clarified it for me. So there was a guy that used to live where your aunt lives now, your Aunt Rita. Yeah. It's like our next door neighbor growing up. Like there's a street in between us and then your aunt's house. Well, there was a guy that used to live there. And mom said that he was real particular about everything. His lawn had to be you know, manicured perfectly. Did you know the guy? No, I, I was really young whenever my aunt moved into the yeah. house. And I think he had been dead a little bit before that. Yeah. So. All right. So I was making sure he wasn't related to you. <laughs> <laughs> That's my great uncle. Hey, motherfucker. You son of a bitch. <laughs> Just get up. Why are, you, why are you leaving? No, but um, so mom said he was real particular about what he did. Like everything he had had to be like his lawn had to be like, like almost taking scissors out there and cutting it. Uh, and said he would walk outside every day with a rag, like a little like sham, and like wipe his car down to get the dust off of it. Like that's how like uh, like OCD, like neat freak he was. So apparently he was a bit of an asshole too, like yelling at people, cursing people out. Mm. Nasty man. And something happened. I think maybe one of my uncles ran through his yard one day, and they were – 16, 17 years old. And apparently about that time, you could get a job at a factory at 16. I'm talking about early 70s, maybe. So Before they looked at anything. <laughs> yeah. Just, hey, put your name uh, right there. You might as well know hell, too. Come on. <laughs> just don't lose any digits. I'll feel bad. I mean, it's not illegal for you to work here or anything. But just come on in, I guess. But, your mama said you could, right? Yeah. <laughs> you got your Ford signature saying you can work here? All right. Come on. And you think about it back then, there wasn't really a lot to stay at home for. <laughs> like the houses didn't have a lot of great air conditioning in the summer. And apparently everyone was beat with switches and yeah. stuff. <laughs> and so either you go to work, you're going to have to work on that fan belt and get it on there, Freddie. <laughs> I told you I'd go up south side and whoop somebody's ass last night. That ain't a job, Freddie. You go get your <laughs> job. You're 16 years old now. You're time to be a man. So they decided, my uncles, Uncle Gerald and Uncle Freddie, that they were going to teach this man a lesson that he had been a dick for way too long, and at the time, both of them, both of them were working at International Paper. It's a little factory about a mile away from our house. So not little at all. It's not little at all, but I mean, it's a huge industry now. But back then, it was called International Paper, and it was it wasn't huge as it is now, but it was yeah. pretty big. Uh, but one thing that they did was they did hole punches, like for notebooks and stuff, they would punch the holes. And you're talking about thousands of thousands of these little hole punch. So they got... Hole punch giblets left. Yes. Like, you know, when you punch it out, that little yeah. donut hole like thing that comes out that usually stays in the hole punch. You never see it again. Well, they had boxes of these things. And then my mom told me they weren't paper. These were plastic, like the hard plastic that you would have on a notebook. 
oh. like that thin plastic. Yeah. They got about two or three boxes of those one night and after dark and he had went to bed, dumped them on his front lawn. <laughs> Just spread them out. <laughs> like I bet that guy had a stroke when well, he woke up. My mom said he woke up and grabbed a rake and started raking feverishly trying to get them all. <laughs> and they made sure they were plastic because they didn't want them to degrade in the rain or anything. They're going to pick every goddamn one of them up. She said that he raked for days. And she, she's like, I don't know how. She's like, I don't think he ever got them all up. I think they just kind of degraded. I was like, I don't think they degraded. They probably just kind of mushed down into the ground where you couldn't see them anymore. And probably That's why after our grass a- is so weird over there. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> um, but, yeah, mom said that they were, my uncles were mean, man. She was like... Freddie wasn't mean. Gerald was mean. And Gerald got Gerald was older, so he got Freddie in a bunch of stuff. She's like, he's just out there feverishly raking that, that those plastic hole punches. She's like, I don't think he ever got them all. I was like, imagine if that story ended with him just clutching his chest and falling over. It's like, <laughs> uh, serve him right. Shouldn't have been a dick. <laughs> uh, my uncle was mean, though. We were watching um, um, Uncle Gerald. He, we were watching a... Uh, before Jerry Springer become like Jerry Springer. We were watching one of those daytime shows when this woman was like, he's horrible. He beats me. He hits me. And he's like, I'd wait till that motherfucker went to sleep, turned the mattress over and beat him with a six inch hose pipe. <laughs> like that's very detailed. And, and like, like you came up with that way too quickly. Like how many people you beat with a hose pipe? Uncle Gerald. <laughs> I'd make it about six inches long. That way I could swing it and not hurt myself. Yeah, I, it hurt the hell out of them. <laughs> yeah, he made it like like a Billy Club. Like, yeah, like and he's just like I'm like, what if he got up? <laughs> you just hit him harder in the head. <laughs> like he had an answer too. I was like, that's way too quick to be anything that's you know not real. <laughs> You've done this before. Yeah. Uh, but no, I got one more if you want to hear it. Sure. <laughs> I don't want to uh, monopolize the whole episode. No, no. I, I mean, if anything, it's giving people good ideas. <laughs> well, apparently, you know, when I watched Billy Madison and they did the flaming dog poop. Yeah. Apparently, my uncles really did that. See, I never heard of anybody that had been successful. Like, no, apparently they did it a lot. And they this was back in the 70s, early 70s. So when I saw it on Billy Madison, I was like, I thought that was my uncle's thing. <laughs> you know, like, because I'd heard it since I was a kid. You know, really what you do is you take dog shit and you put it in a paper bag. And you light it on fire, and then you knock on the door and run away. <laughs> and you hide behind a bush and watch them stomp on it, and they get all that dog shit all in their shoe. And <laughs> I, I can just imagine your your Bluto looking Uncle Freddie being in a bush, and the bush just shaking <laughs> like hell. <laughs> can you imagine <laughs> laughing though, his asshole if you knock on the door and that guy's not home? And now you're wanted for arson. <laughs> right. That's that's immediately what I would be thinking. What if they don't answer the door yeah. and I got to go up there and put it out? I mean, Why are you putting out dog shit on my front porch, Freddy? <laughs> don't you worry about it. Some kids were around here. I scared them off. You owe me $5. <laughs> All right. So story I was going to tell my mom because she told me a bunch of stories. She said she I need to read the book. Apparently, like... Every my everybody in my family wrote stories, and my aunt had it put like this binder thing, and like made a book out of it. You got to get that book, and we got to read that. <laughs> we have to read it. At she's least, like, or excerpts on it. She's like, you have to read the book, and I was like, I, I want to read the book. So she was talking about how um, 
she, I, you know, I'm really fuzzy on the story, but I asked her about it, and this is what she told me. So when she was younger, you know, she has a younger sister. My mom's the next to last kid of seven. So she had a younger sister named Tina. And Tina was about, about kid four. You're just thinking, yeah, you don't know what causes that. <laughs> well, back then you needed kids to work the fields and, <laughs> and help, help with the cattle slaughter. Yeah. <laughs> if we didn't have so many kill, kids, you think we could have killed a cow out in the front yard like that? It no. took like two days to do all that shit. <laughs> Hell. But uh, so, anyways, my mom and her sister, her younger sister, we're doing some work for a woman named Myrtle down the street. Her name was Myrtle. Was she fertile? I don't know. <laughs> but she lived like four houses down from our house. And almost at the corner of C and and uh, Tennessee Street. Like yeah. on, on our side. Like down the street from your aunt. So um, she had wanted my mom and Tina to work for my aunt Tina to work for her for that day. So she... My mom said that they worked all day long carrying coal out of her shed. And apparently she had a bunch of coal in her shed. Uh, This is how old that story is when coal was valuable. Uh, She had a small mine shaft in her shed. (laughs) (laughs) So so my my mom and her sister became (laughs) amateur coal miners. (laughs) So... My mom said she had two little coal buckets. Like, my mom told me that, like, I know what a coal bucket is. Oh, yeah, sure, Mom. Oh, yeah, one of them. Oh, one of those. And she's like, we hauled coal all the way down to that green two-story house at the end of C Street. So a good, what, block and a half, maybe? Oh, uh, yeah. And she goes, we worked all day long. And by the time we were done, Myrtle comes out and gives us 90 cents a piece. And she let him get a dollar. And mom said that she like told her, said, look, we worked all day. You owe us more than this. And she goes, well, that's all you're getting. And went back inside and shut the door. And my mom was pissed. Like, and she told, she said, she told my aunt, all right, we got her. We're going to get her back. And, uh, she goes, I knew where Freddie kept his fireworks. (laughs) So she kept them on the top of a shiffero in the back room. So I decided I was I knew where they were. He wouldn't let me touch them, but I knew where they were. I was going to grab them. So she said, I went up there and I found an M80. And we're talking about 1970s M80s. They're like real. That's <laughs> like a tiny stick of dynamite is <laughs> yeah. all it is. We're not talking about the little pussy M80s that they have now or the M90s or whatever. These would blow a mailbox yeah. up. <laughs> yes. So they waited until it got dark. She goes, they snuck out of the house. She goes, Mama didn't even know we were out of the house. And I walked down the street. And we got right in front of Myrtle's house, and I lit that M80. And she goes, she had her blinds. She didn't have blinds, but she had her curtains open enough to where you could see her. And she had her back to the window, and she was just rocking. And she goes, you could see her in the window. So I lit the M80, and we threw it. And we kind of hid behind a tree. And when it went off, she goes, all we saw was that rocker turn over and Myrtle's butt in the air as she flew backwards. (laughs) And she's like, she was an older woman, and it scared us, so we took off running. She goes, we went running, and we got back there to where your aunt's house was, and it didn't have a fence then. And she goes, we ran across there, and I was looking back as I was running and hit a clothesline with my throat. <laughs> and oh, she goes, it was shit. the worst pain I've ever been in. <laughs> uh, and she goes, but the bad part was, Richard, we didn't see her for three days. We thought we killed her. <laughs> <laughs> Not she, at goes, all. she goes, now we're worried. She's like, me and Tina are worried now because now they've heard, somebody's heard an explosion or a pop. 
And now this woman's been missing for three days, and they're going to think somebody shot her. And now we're worried we're going to be wanted for murder. <laughs> so uh, what do you remember? Like? Well, them little girls said somebody, that lady ripped her off. <laughs> yeah. And her loud ass bang. <laughs> we ain't seen her. <laughs> so mom said about three or four days later, she saw him walking down the street from the store, and she was just like, oh, thank God. <laughs> But the the woman was weird. She was also she also told my cousins one time that they didn't need to be riding on the sidewalk. They were like nine, eight and nine, riding bikes on the sidewalk, like going down the street. Yeah. She told them that was what the road was for. They need to get out in the road. <laughs> that is bass backwards yeah. of what I've always heard. Yes. So. I used to get spankings for being in the yeah, road. Yeah, don't get you don't you get in that road. Man. But yeah, I just thought that, that lady sounded like a holy terror, though. Uh, my mom said that she came out. She used to catch the bus right there in front of our house one day, and uh, she saw my tricycle out there. So she sat down on my tricycle to wait. My aunt came went out there and told her she needed to get up. She was too big. That wasn't for her, and then snatched it out from under her. <laughs> I was like, yeah, y'all had a. I mean, I don't feel like my family had it in with the neighbors too well. <laughs> no. Uh... Setting off explosives in one, <laughs> and then screwing with a man's OCD slash assholeism. You know, like like you said, I I'm not surprised dude didn't go out there with a vacuum cleaner in his. I don't front think yard. they had vacuums. <laughs> no, they didn't sell vacuums nope, then. No, nope. it was just you just had to rake. <laughs> I just thought that was so funny that they were plastic though. Like that's awesome. That's for I mean that's foresight. Yeah. Now. He ain't getting off easy. <laughs> motherfuckers gonna work to get these out. Even after three or four rains, this will stand tall and strong. <laughs> uh, I'd like to get a fan belt after his ass. <laughs> All he said was, "Don't slaughter that cow in the in the front open like that." <laughs> I like motherfucker needs mind his own business. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's cover his house in kerosene. Really teach him a lesson. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> That'll make that paint peel off hell. Might be the uh, the example of killing a killing a fly with a machine gun. There, it's like maybe we shouldn't have. Uh, I don't know. Destroyed his property. <laughs> killing a fly with a machine gun, really? Uh, yeah. Says the guy that bought an actual gun it's to a, kill flies. It's a bug assault two point oh. Yeah. Awesome. You put salt in it, and it's like a shotgun, and you just walk around and murder flies. All it and does is then, piss wasps off. By the way. And then you buy a tennis racket looking gimmick that oh, was electrocute. Awesome. It will electrocute them. Yeah. So hey, we go sit here that like you didn't enjoy it. Oh, I did. I giggled every time. I did. We, we were at my old house. There's this huge wasp nest, and and I'm sitting there trying to hit it with the 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 thing, and I'm a little. I'm like, no, I'm done. And Josh grabs the tennis racket and smacks it. Like right up against the house. It was the whole nest. Yeah. <laughs> Not just like four or five of and them. And then takes off running. That might have been the funniest like childhood moment we've had in a while, you know? It was last year. Yeah. I'm saying this might have been like the funniest thing. Oh, childhood type we, moment. Yeah, childhood yeah. type moment. But uh but no, man. I, I was for real scared though. <laughs> we've got to get that book though. We've got to get that book. Definitely. And just kind of comb through I it. I wonder if the cow story is in the book. Mom said she thinks the cow story's in there. See, then it may have more details and stuff. And it was a Datsun Extended cow. <laughs> there were three pigs Mom said and one Freddie fat did, cow. Mom said Freddie did own a Datsun truck at one time. 
And she was uh, she was laughing because I was telling her the whole "Get him off the pig, Freddie! Get him off the pig!" <laughs> and she's like, "We didn't have the cows and the pigs in there at the same time." I was like, "I know, Mom. It's a joke." But uh, man, we've got a, a little bit of time here. Do you want to tell us what you were gonna tell us? Your no, story? I was just I was just gonna watch, let you watch this video. Um, yeah, it was a commercial. I was watching some uh, world class from '89, I think it was. Had been recorded off of ESPN or something. Yeah. I, got, I got a new VCR. That's how I'm watching. Hey, this look at you! Yeah, stepping back into the '80s. Well, I had a bunch of tapes that <laughs> I've been wanting to watch, and then uh, my VCR got messed up, and then I was like, "Well, yeah. shit! I have no way to watch these. I got to get another one." I'm trying Either to kill time so you can type this in and search for it. I'm uh, explaining this. <laughs> yeah, I got you. Um, so you got a new VCR, and you decided to watch a videotape. And this videotape, see, don't you love it when you watch the old wrestling and they have the old commercials in there too? That's like some of my favorite stuff. I've got some videos here somewhere of like old 90s wrestling that like my aunt recorded, like WCW Saturday Night. Oh, and I love that stuff. And this still has the original music The too. old commercials. Hey, Evander Holyfield, would you pop a buddy in the mouth for 99 cents? I pop my mama in the <laughs> mouth for $100. <laughs> if you're talking about a Burger King buddy, I'm done. I'm you know, it's... Dude, I remember that commercial like better than almost anything. That and the Bart Simpson Butterfinger commercial. Maybe that's what we need to talk about the next episode is like Butterfinger, like old 90s yeah, commercial. Yeah, a candy bar will fill up. The Tombstone Pizza commercial. Where it's like they, this family goes into a department store and starts watching TV and cooking Tombstone pizzas on the, uh, or Tony's pizzas on the microwave there. And they're just watching TV sitting in recliners and, and the the store clerk's like, what in the hell is going on here? <laughs> it's just weird. Here so, we go. So what is this? This is uh, Time Life Books. It was a, a Time series. Time Life Books. <gasps> I remember this commercial. Yeah. After this I story. seen it and I, I looked it up on YouTube, I was like, oh, my God, I remember that. Time Life Books. Here and, to scare the bejesus out well, of you. <laughs> it was just so weird. Time Life usually would offer, like, country CDs and records and, yeah. like, collections of of different things and uh like shit that homemakers would would buy and stuff but <laughs> right. they did and and then they have this shit it's just so left field that i i was so i love it well there just might be something to it ben randall commenting on time life's popular series mysteries of the unknown i've always been a little curious about unexplained phenomena they did this for a while because i remember these on ecw yeah what do you mean well like for example can you sense when something's about to happen well, yeah, I mean, everyone's a little psychic, but uh, what about <laughs> UFOs? I don't know. Lots of people swear they've seen them. Ever experienced deja vu? Sort of. Like, I went into this old 19th century farmhouse, and I, I just knew I'd been there before. In another life? <laughs> <laughs> like they are all over the fucking place with this fast forward two hours later he's got that guy in the suit sucking his dick <laughs> so, so do you believe in ufos so how do you know you're not gay <laughs> have you ever tried it well you know i've thought about things and how easy it would be oh yeah there you go steve <laughs> i feel like this guy's the most like i can talk him into anything this guy would be the first person in a cult Right. So well, how much money do you have in your bank account? Well, you should just wire that over yeah, to me. Yeah. You have nothing else to what live for. It makes a lot of sense. I think I'm going to do it. How far down do I have to cut on the testicles to get them off? <laughs> I'm not ready for that. I'm not ready for that. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, talk about so, perfect timing. Yeah, that was great. Uh, oh, my God. Uh-huh. It's from Time Life. Talks about things like the Nazca Lines. Were they runways for alien spaceships? And Who the fuck goes to lunch with a book salesman? <laughs> yeah. Read the book. I'm going to be honest with Read you. The midi- if I'm at lunch... And this guy goes, hey, man, you want to go to lunch? I'm like, yeah, cool. And I see a motherfucker pull a book out like this. I'm going to be like, fuck. (laughs) He's part of one of them goddamn uh, Fortune 500 companies. And what if I told you you could get involved in this too? All you have to do is just buy every book I have and then try to sell those books at twice the value to your friends. (laughs) (laughs) And see, no, where you make the money is by showing people how to sell the books. That's where the money is. Kind of what I'm doing right now. Doesn't it sound like a great idea? Well, Come on, man. I'm in a bad way with my my wife. My deal with that shit is if if you make money at something and – where you make the money is just by showing the craft opposed to what the result of the craft is. Right. Something's fucking wrong. Yeah. <laughs> now, what you want to do is you want to get the fuck out of there before they realize that the craft don't work. <laughs> so you want to show them how to make it work. Before Stephen Jenkins in 1936, then he saw him again 38 years later. That true. Read the book. Read about Aleister Crowley and his bride. They spent a honeymoon night in the king's chamber of the Great Pyramid. What happened? Read the book. <laughs> Read about Cyrus Teeth's belief that people live in the center of the earth. Admiral Byrd looked into it. Know what he found? I know. Read the book. Read Mystic Places. <laughs> Dude, you know what? And it makes more sense now as I'm older. My grandmother saw this commercial with me one day, and she told me it was witchcraft stuff. Really? Like, like devilish. Like that's, that's some kind of weird religion witchcraft thing. Y'all need to be watching that. I remember this very vividly. And, like, I remember going, they're just talking about stupid stories, you know, like unsolved mystery type stories. Aliens. But, like, uh, looking at this now, it really looks like a religion thing that they're trying to push. Well, it's like uh, almost what's in the conspiracy theory videos and stuff. If you ever get caught in one of them loops on YouTube, it's they've encompassed it all. Aleister Crowley, aliens. Right. uh, Well, they didn't say anything about witchcraft or anything like that yet. Right, <laughs> but yeah, it, well, this was before the internet really got fired yeah, up. So yeah. this was the internet. Keep it. Other volumes will follow one about every other month. You'll receive psychic powers followed by psychic voyages and phantom encounters. Every volume written by experts. They give you all the information. Phantom <laughs> encounters. Phantom encounters. Yeah, I guess they couldn't say ghost stories. <laughs> Man, we should church that up a little bit. You don't call it ghost. We got, can't call it ghost stories. <laughs> Something with a P. We got three P's going on here. Something with a P. So you can decide. Them, for the front of these books look creepy as hell. I'm ready to order. The books? The books and the food. Waiter? Yeah, what you said earlier. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Might not even food. take 20 minutes. No. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Order your first book, Mystic I'm ready to order it. food and the books. How many, of them, how many books are there? There's uh, 20 of them. Oh, great. Oh, and they won't even tell you when they're going to send them and charge you for it. <laughs> That's the truth. You'd, you'd probably be better off just canceling your credit cards. <laughs> but you know what? That, that reminds me of something. Did I ever tell you how I ruined my credit was rent before I was ever an adult? <laughs> no. Yeah. When I was like 13 years old, because this gimmick just uh, the time life thing just reminded me when you said about the sending you one and we'll just send them to you and then bill you well 
I joined a CD club when I was, I was wanting 13. to talk to you about that so bad, so it, many episodes. It was BMG, and uh, you know, I got my initial CD thing or whatever, and I sent yeah. them the eight dollars that you had to send them or whatever. Right. But that was just for the shipping. That was how they got you. Right. Twelve CDs for eight dollars. <laughs> right. Just pay the shit. You know, just pay the shipping, and um, they didn't tell you. And when you're thirteen, you only see what you see on right. the face you know you don't think about well in a month they're going to send you a cd and you're going to pay full price right or they're going to charge they're going to it's going to be more than full price right like i used to do the columbia house thing well after like the third cd i started getting letters from collection agencies <laughs> <laughs> and and you know i asked somebody about it and they were like you're a kid what yeah. are they going to do and it's true but at the same time you're not thinking well i mean you're kind of shit in the bed before you ever lay down in it you know <laughs> right uh i remember columbia house used to do that shit where they used to like you know tw- 12 cds for a penny and you're like oh cool you you could choose from any of these and they're just overstock of stuff they had but still you know they were like uh and then once a month we'll send you a cd where it's gonna cost about 30 dollars <laughs> uh and you pay for shipping because we're gonna charge that in there too and if you don't like it you could just send it back you just have to pay for shipping and we'll refund you well i did two of those and i might have been the only person in america that actually bought the four cds that they were required to buy over the year <laughs> uh, probably and yeah. i was a kid too my mom was like no we're gonna buy the cds now <laughs> which ones you want m&m uh i want <laughs> that corn one right there looks cool uh, them the ones that sang nookie yeah you ain't getting that <laughs> i remember i was in uh camelot music or fye whatever it was at the time i was trying to talk my mom and let me buy an m&m cd and she let me say the let me say the let me see the cover and on the back it was uh come on everybody you know come on everybody get down tonight yeah come on but it was spelled c-u-m and she goes that's a bad word right there right. i was like this is awkward <laughs> <laughs> but i want this cd she let me buy it <laughs> my mom had no restrictions on language but she had all the like that's why we could rent like like i think she rented howard stern's private parts for us one time remember well, we got it somehow. Yeah, and we told her, we're like, no, it's about Howard Stern. You know? Do you remember, uh, now you're talking about whenever you say things and then you just get that memory. Yeah. Well, this made me remember this. Do you remember, I mean, I was 13, so you had to been like 12. Do you remember renting that damn female mud wrestling yes. video? It was the weirdest thing and ever. And at the end, they had the hot oil wrestling match, and it was skin to win. Yeah, skin to win. Skin the, to the whole win. crowd was chanting, skin to win. And finally, as the sh- her shirt was getting ripped off, and we were get- fixing to see it, yeah. you know, the boobs or whatever. The tape, the tape messed, messed up. The tape messed up and ate your VCR. It wasn't our VCR. It was a rental. Oh, and that's why we called uh, Phillips, like the Phillips VCR factory. We did do that. We was like, we were trying to figure out how to to clean it because the tape cleaner wouldn't work and shit. And they told us that rewind trick. Yeah. Put a tape in that you didn't want, rewind, fast forward, and it worked. Yeah. fixed it. I remember, though, that whole... We tried to put the tape back in and watch it again, and it got the VCR messed up. We had to do it again. We're going to see some boobs now. That how did we rent that? I don't know. I don't, they I just, didn't say no. Dude, I remember they like had the title, and it was like called like the uh, like, match... No, it had like the, the initials, and it was like uh, Multi-Universal Females Fighting Championship, and they're like, the initials spell muff. <laughs> 
And dude, they were half, <sighs> half naked on the front cover and everything. We need to find that that oil wrestling Skin, thing. Dude, we <laughs> we, I, we that's our goal. If we can find it, that's gonna be our next watch Because <laughs> everything about it was a cheesy porno, but it was just like mud wrestling. And I remember watching. I was like, "We rented it, thinking maybe we'll see some boobs." Huh? You know that thing? Didn't see you, not one tip. Yeah, where you think you know, like we ain't going to, but you think you are, but we ain't going to, but you know, maybe we will. We ain't going, you know that kind of thing. And I remember they were like skin to win me, and you just looked at each other like, "Oh, this might happen." Uh, and then we had to like video stops gonna be pissed off. We then been. we had to then we had to call a damn yeah. Indian call. I didn't center. even rent it. You rented the VCR. <laughs> well then you must have rented the tape i think so either way man uh i did getting back to time life i did order one thing from time life one time it was back about five years four years after beavis and butthead went off the air time life did a beavis and butthead anthology mm, yeah and I ordered, volumes though. yeah and i ordered like two of them i was like oh, i was i was actually out of school i was like i'm gonna buy that because i want to see it I hadn't seen it for so long. MTV wasn't playing it. And I was so disappointed because it didn't have the music videos on it. Yeah, there. man. That's that's why I rented that. Yeah. Um, from Blockbuster, I think, at the time. And I watched maybe the first two or three episodes, and I could I just I couldn't get into it all right. the way because there was no video. Something about those videos really made it like better than anything else. But I'll tell you what, Josh, we're going to call it a show on this one. We're out of here. Uh, if they want to follow us or whatever, they know how to do it, right? Well, on Twitter, we are at P3 Radio, the number one. And on Facebook, if you type in Pop Poncho in your search bar, you're bound to see our picture. And if you want to text us or leave us a message, our number is 731-300-6675. That's 24 hours. And you can text that, call it, leave us a message, whatever you want to do. Prank us if you want to. We don't care. One day we're going to check those messages. <laughs> but that's going to do it for us. For Josh Brawley, this is Richard Mulligan saying thanks for listening and good night.